Vegas 78 Luque versus Desanos back at the apex uh, for this one. Uh, lately, we've seen him on the road, right? Uh, Nashville last week and then the pay-per-view uh, the week before. It seems like they're trying to get out of the apex as much as possible now, kind of do some road shows, right? There was the London fight night as well. Uh, so that'd be nice to see, right? Always like to see a crowd. Um, but the apex does have advantages, I guess, you know, hearing the fight, hearing the coaches, a few things like that. Um, so uh, always nice uh, for a change First card that I'll actually miss. I will not be watching this card. Um, even when I was in the Caribbean, uh, when it was in April or, or something like that, uh, I was able to watch it at a bar <laughs> down there. This week, I'm going to take the week off. It's not a bad week to take the week off. Uh, it's not a great card. Um, so uh, I'll still be betting. I still have a client card for my clients. And of course, I'll be breaking down the main card, provide free picks, liens, price talk, and what to avoid just nice away nice to get away for the weekend uh, sometimes not always be you know watching the the fights and this week is going to be the week i take off going to the cottage doing the beach and all of that systemsportscapping.com is the website to receive my client place uh, for this card and all sports uh, you got my resume over there client comments records and more nfl is around the corner guys package will be out by the end of the month system capping on all social media free picks over there uh, sports betting news uh, news in general everything is system capping instagram twitter tiktok you'll find weekly free video plays there were 74 percent on those from the start of the year guys a quick message from my friend katie before we get into the recap system capping is now available on spotify and apple Podcasts, just in time for the upcoming nfl season Check out Beat the Books podcast. Be sure to check them out weekly everywhere you can get podcasts. And believe me, I listen to them. So you if you're watching on YouTube, guys, and not a podcast listener, we're also available over there now on Spotify, on Apple, everywhere you can get podcasts. Um, I had a lot of requests for it, so I delivered. And it makes sense, right? Uh, UFC Nashville recap. UFC Nashville recap. Let's do the recap here. Profitable card for myself and clients. Only blemish was the young fighter from Chile, Bonamondas. Uh, that was the only loss uh, on the card. Uh, I did advise there was some risk uh, with Klein due to the wrestling and a little more experience. I thought Bonamondas was ready to take the next step. Um, Klein was able to pretty much just wrestle and, you know, hold his own on the feet. First loss for the kid in his career. The grappling and takedown defense will need to improve if he wants to be a big ticket fighter. In this promotion, a big ticket winner with Billy Q by decision plus 420, guys. That's what got me a profitable card plus 420 on decision. Way too much value there, guys. Books were way off there. You know, I had this fight very close, uh, closer to a 50 50 style fight. I expected Billy Q to start slow like he usually does, and he won the second and third round like expected. 
due to the pressure, continuous strikes, and um, j just a great ticket there, a plus uh, 420. Um, what else here? Carlton Harris, guys. If you're not betting him every time he's an underdog, you're doing it wrong. Okay, obviously against Shock Rogmanov, I did not bet him <laughs> uh, in that case, but I've hit on Harris as an underdog three times so far. I think he was favored in one fight. I did uh, bet him there as well. Um, but Harris is a guy that continues to get undervalued by the books, and we take advantage, and I take advantage for my clients. That was not on the uh, main card breakdown. However, you did receive it if you are a client. We got to that plus 110 uh, on Harris, uh, which was uh, a big, big win for him and a big comeback, right? He was losing that fight, but he does have the power. He does have an outstanding submission game, very underrated submission game. And he was able to pull his submission off in the third round due to Wells gassing later in the fight, which is what I expected. Sandhagen got it done, right? Sandhagen got it done as expected, and it was with his wrestling, which I did stress to you guys on the video right at last week. I expected Sandhagen to mix up some wrestling, right, in this fight because he did have an advantage against font wrestling and grappling department, and it showed. Uh, it showed boring, sure. You know, was it fan-friendly uh, for most? No. Uh, but I did expect Sanhagen to have an advantage there. He's a very smart, high IQ fighter. And he understands if he keeps the fight on the feet, um, you know, Fawn has the option to put his lights out. But he did have a big grappling wrestling advantage, so he took advantage there. Won an easy decision. Um, almost got the submission late uh, in the fifth round. If I did see a finish, I thought it would be the fourth or fifth round. Uh, but the decision was the play on Sanhagen. What's next for him? We will see. You're not a performance that's going to blow um, Dana White and his his colleagues, you know, socks off. But, um, you know, I expect Sanhagen uh, to, you know, get the winner of O'Malley uh, and Sterling. Now, if Sterling wins, I think he'll go up, vacate the belt, and then we could see Sanhagen versus Marab for the belt. So that'll be interesting. Obviously, if O'Malley wins the fight, we see O'Malley versus Sanhagen for the belt. Very fun. But... Does Marab get in there before Sanhagen? I don't know, right? <laughs> that would be a big question to ask. A big win for Suarez, which we expected uh, to happen as a big favorite, right? The submission always was the path and was the play, but the price was terrible. It was like plus 125, plus 150 by submission. <laughs> but I did expect her to win the fight. She got it done, and it was by submission. Interesting to see what's next for her. Uh, I could see her... Um, getting a title shot, uh, possibly, or maybe fight Jan. We'll see. Let's do an update here, guys. Update in the UFC. Over 65 units now long-term in the UFC. 66% uh, on the year winning rate, guys. 69% two-fight parlays. Just another good year in the UFC. Continue to show that we win long-term, and we continue to win at a high percentage rate compared to the market. PGA, a profitable card to end a regular season, and what a regular season it was. We had a nice prop card, almost hit another outright to end the year. Second, uh, we had Russell Henley. He finished second, and he just gave it away after the rain delay. Uh, tough to see there. Excellent regular season, like I mentioned, both in the outright market and prop market. Outright market, guys, over 25000 in ticket value, plus 25000 and some change in the outright market. It's been an outstanding uh, season in the PGA for myself and clients. Highlights, Grillo plus 8,000. 
Highlight Harmon plus 11,000. Just been outstanding. Uh, matchup 68, 67-68% and just under 85 units in the prop market long term. It shows we win long term, don't just have a lucky season. We win long term in each sport we handicap and that's the difficulty, right? Anyone can have one good season. Like you can have one good season, yeah, you, you do well. Can you continue to have profitable seasons? You're never going to have the same big season back-to-back. It, it, it can happen. I have done it before, but it doesn't always happen. The question is, can you profit the next season? That's the question, and that's what I'm able to do here. NFL is around the corner, guys. Future market studying has begun. NFL packages will be available at the end of the month. Keep that in mind, so look out for that. I'll be doing a season preview for you guys along with some free future bets at the end of the month as well. Going over every team, uh, grading them, you know, key additions, losses, etc. So look out for that, it'll be a longer video. Um, last year over, last two years over 60 units, last two years, back-to-back outright Super Bowl winners, and just a lot more. Head over to the website for, for full details there. Let's get right into the card shop around and have multiple books it's some of the best advice i can give you guys luke a plus 100 versus dosanios minus 125 you know i i agree with the line here you know uh the pricing i do think is correct slight favor to rafael due to having an extra path to win in my opinion that's you know train chain wrestling grappling Right on the feet, I think it's fairly even lean, Luque, but I do think the Sanios has the path of taking him down and winning that way. Luque, you know, he's lost back to back fights. Good guys, though, right? Bilal and Jeff Neal. Uh, Bilal, he just, in that fight, he just was the bigger and stronger guy, it looked like. He was able to uh, out wrestle him. Even though Luque was able to get up time and time again, Bilal kept the pressure on. Um, and Bilal also had the cardio advantage in that fight. Uh, which showed against Neil he got caught in the third round and got finished in that fight Luque has some medical uh, concerns as well coming into this fight the past year actually some brain issue um, which is scary Um, he does get hit a lot guys in his fight due to lack of defense it shows in his fights right very dangerous on the feet has power to finish and you know he has a nasty submission game off his back and he can catch anybody at any time strikes landed per minute over five which is solid uh, but also strikes absorbed over five his defense is not great right that's why he's having these brain issues uh, in my opinion uh, so i do have you know him like i mentioned a slight favor on the feet due to that power right rafael doesn't really have that power to knock you out clean uh, so i do think luke does I do think he has a more well-rounded uh, striking game uh, with more explosiveness. Okay, he also will have a six-inch reach advantage, and I do expect him to. Um, be, he he can wrestle and grapple. It's not like he can't, but I do expect him to keep the fight on the feet as much as possible. And he's training, and he's training the wrestling and grappling at his camp with Gilbert Burns, in my opinion, is who is probably, I've seen video uh, with him, but there's other guys as well there, right? Not just Gilbert Burns, but I expect a lot of wrestling and takedown defense going into this fight. Remember, Rafael's coming off a, a win versus lower level Barbarena, where he had a big grappling advantage and found the submission as expected. I was on him by submission, uh, and he was able to pull that off. You know, we know DeSantos will have a wrestling advantage here. Luque's takedown defense is 61%. Not great. However, DeSantos does struggle at times to get the fight down. 
Okay, the Fazee fight was a great example, uh, which hurt his percentage here at 35% takedown accuracy lifetime, guys. That's not great, 35%. He continues to go for takedowns. However, he's not always successful doing so, and that's why he lost the Fazee fight. He wasn't able to get the fight down to the ground until late into the fight. Uh, so that shows he continues to look for them, but he struggles to get it down at a high percentage. And that's why I do think if Luke can keep this fight on the feet, he has some value here at the plus money. Right, shop around. I'm sure you can get plus 110 out there, plus 105. Um, but there is some slight value here with Luke. Now, is this going to make my client card? Probably not uh, from a side standpoint. Due to it, you know, I have a very close fight, 50-50. That's why I say there's value here with Luke. But, you know, the Luke, where is he? Where is his headspace? Right? Back-to-back -back losses, the brain issue, like I mentioned. I don't know how much that's going to affect him. I'm not a doctor. Um, but I just don't want to put my money on a guy with a few concerns. Right? The is obviously a little older. Is he going to be able to get the fight down to the ground? Can Luke hurt him on the feet? There's a lot of question marks here. You know, the thing I like here is probably the over two and a half rounds. That's my favorite play. You can get that on minus 150, not terrible price. Uh, and also the fight not to go the distance. Uh, I can see Luke gassing at times sometimes. DeSantis, yes, he can fight decisions five rounds. But if it gets maybe fourth, fifth, maybe we see a submission or a late finish. It is possible there. Uh, so that's going to be my two favorite plays in this fight. Uh, it's a coin flip in my opinion, of who's going to win the fight. So when it's like that, I don't see value, so I don't bet it for myself and clients. Very simple, guys. Um, video purposes, lean Luke due to the price, but not confident, so I won't bet it. Uh, but I do like the over two and a half rounds and fight not to go the distance. That could make my client card this weekend. Uh, Dawadu, minus 225 versus Swanson. Yes, Cub Swanson is back, plus 187. Club is, Cub, Cub is still doing it. He's still doing it at 39, right? Not easy at the weight class, especially at that age. He's coming off a loss to Martinez and two of the last three being losses, guys. Uh, his last two wins were against very low-level guys in Pineda and Elkins. However, both tough guys, and he finished them. I got to give him some credit there. That would do shows, always shows promise, right? Excellent shape, great striker uh, on the feet, high-level Muay Thai. Um, you know, his grappling and wrestling can be an issue at times. Um, but he's a win-one, lose-one type of fighter, right? Decision-style fighter. Five out of six fights have been by decision. Um, a loss to a Rosa last time out was a bit concerning. And he didn't look great in that fight. But the fight before against Trezano, he looked great. So <laughs> you just don't really know and you're confident when you're getting Dawadu. Right, Swanson, I understand he's slowing down here. Sure, there's value at plus 187. Am I going to get to it? No. Uh, I do think Dawadu is going to be in a much better shape, much better cardio shape. He's the better striker. Swanson's path, I think, would be to get the fight down to the ground and try to wrestle and grapple, right? He does have a submission advantage, does have a wrestling advantage, but can Swanson keep it up for three rounds at this age? I say no. Most of his fights, he's been keeping it on the feet for the most part as of late. So if this fight stays on the feet, Dawadu, I like his volume better. Um, and obviously we know, you know, Swanson, uh, he's fairly solid um, at absorb. Like if you look at the absorbing numbers here, let's take a quick look. Uh, at the stats, Dawadu should score more, right? Throws more volume at five landed per minute. Uh, and his defense is fairly solid, absorbing just over three. Uh, but Swanson does take punishment, and I don't think he can take as much punishment at this point of his career. Price sucks, 
at Akeem minus 225, and due to that, it probably won't make my betting card. But for video purposes, I will take Dawudu to win the fight. I have this more at maybe minus 170 for Dawudu. Um, just because, you know, like I mentioned, he hasn't proven a lot. Um, and his wins are against fairly lower level guys. Swanson's a veteran, been around the block, has multiple paths maybe to win this fight. So um, I'll be staying away. Uh, play will be for Dalladu, but there is value here on Swanson. Round tree, yes, round tree. Uh, minus 175 versus Dawkins plus 150. Round tree, you know, the rightful favorite in my eyes uh, due to his recent success, three fight win streak. Big win over Dustin Jacoby, guys. That's a big win. Close fight. It could have gone either way, um, but uh, that's a big way to beat Robertson to Medesis Bukakis. You know, Dawkins is coming out, coming down to 205, guys. First time. Keep that in mind. He seemed a bit small at heavyweight, so he did decide to come down, even though he did have a striking advantage. But they threw him to the to the wolves, and it was a horror show, right? Uh, three three straight losses versus some killers: Derek Lewis, Blades, and Rosenstrike, all by finishes. Uh, this made me this made him think twice, right? Uh, now move to two hundred five. Uh, how is he going to look there? Is his speed going to carry over? We know Roundtree's very good kickboxer, very good on the feet. I think Docs' path is to get the fight down to the ground. Problem, he has no takedowns in the UFC. No stats to show that he could get this fight down to the ground. Can he? Sure. I think he has a sneaky submission game. I think he is a high-level black belt. I think his path would be to submit him or just continue to get the fight down to the ground. I just don't see any evidence that he's going to get the fight down to the ground. There's nothing there to say that he's going to get this fight down to the ground due to his stats and previous numbers. So, Roundtree doesn't have great takedown defense. I get that, and I think that's where the path would be for Doc. Because if this fight stays on the feet for three rounds, I expect Roundtree to just pick him apart and win on point. So, uh, play is going to be Roundtree. Probably won't make my client card. I'm going to watch the weigh-ins. See the size difference. I expect Dawkins to be, you know, bigger, stronger in there. But will he be able to grapple? Will be the big question. Luciano, Luciendo, minus one eighty versus Vienna, plus one sixty-two. You know, I do agree with Luciano being the favorite here. Um, you know, she'll have a wrestling advantage here, in my opinion. Just over two takedowns or two takedowns exactly on average per fifteen minutes. Vienna does have a fifty percent takedown defense. So. There's the path uh, right there, right? I expect Luciano to get this fight down to the ground at some point, take advantage there. Vienna will work off her back. She does have a sneaky submission game. I don't think she will be able to submit uh, Luciano. We've seen crazier things, of course, uh, off her back. Um, but uh, I do see the path for Luciano. I do have Luciano as a slight better striker as well on the feet. So uh, I do agree with her being favored here. I do like uh, Luciano to win this fight. Scrappy. Um... Let's look at the defense here. You know what I really like about Luciana too? Her defense. Just under 70% at 68%. That's very good. Very solid. Viviana, uh, Vienna sorry, isn't a great striker. So I don't see her connecting with some big shots or anything like that. Uh, Luciendo will be the play here. Women's MMA, right? Don't go crazy. Don't have big unit sizes on it. Doesn't make sense to do that. Uh, anything can happen at the end of the day in these type of lower level women MMA fights. Uh, but for video purposes, I will back Luciendo. Maybe look at decision, get that plus money, better price. Uh, Dobson, plus 125 versus Njoku, uh, minus 150. 
Uh, I agree, I guess, that he's favorite, but uh, this is a fight I suggest to pass, guys. I usually have a fight uh, on the card that I suggest totally pass. This will be one. You know, back-to-back -back losses for both guys. I do think the right guy's favorite slightly, maybe minus 120 I, I would have this at. I expect this to be a very close fight. Um, let's see here. Najuki, you know, he has an advantage in the stats. If, if you're looking at a stat standpoint, more landed per minute at over six. That's high. Over six is very high strike, uh, significant strikes landed per minute, guys. Dobson absorbs over six, which is high, and not a good start for Dobson in the UFC. You know, I would lean Dobson as the better wrestler, and I think that's where he could maybe take advantage. Just under two uh, per 15 minutes, accuracy is very good, 80%. You know, it means maybe he doesn't take down the fight a lot. Keep that in mind, but the accuracy is very high at 80%. Um, but the Joker, right? Um, his takedown defense is solid at 71%. So that could uh, be the playing factor that Dobson can't get his fight down to the ground. This fight is at middleweight. Keep in mind, the African's coming down here. He fights all over the place. He's going to come down big build, guys. So you got to see how the weight looks and the weight scales if you do want to bet this fight. I'll be passing on this one. Um, there is some small value on Dobson at plus 125. New to that, I'll play that for video purposes, but not going to get my client's money. Last fight here, friend, minus 350 versus Pickett, plus 275. Another highly priced fight, uh, which I don't agree with the price, but I do agree that Frem should be favored uh, in this one, right? Pickett just coming into this fight on a three-fight losing streak, nine losses, his last loss was against Bo Nickel on short notice. Tough to be him, right? But he took the fight. Hats to him. I don't have this fight being this large of a favorite. I have friend maybe minus 280, uh, something in that range. Both guys are very low volume at under four significant strikes landed per minute. A slight edge to Fremdo in the grappling and wrestling department. And that's where I think he takes advantage. I think he gets his fight down to the ground and possibly get a submission throughout the fight, which you can shop around and get that at plus money to improve your price. But it could also be a decision win. Pickett holds on. Frem just gets the fight down to the ground. Does enough on the feet to win the fight by decision. I get it. But there is value there if he can get submission at a good plus money price. Uh, Frem does have... Uh, two, his last two wins were by submission, and he does have four submissions. Pickett, been submitted four times, guys. Do the math. I usually do well finding these outcomes. Uh, there is some value there with Frem by submission. All right, guys, that will do it. That will do it for this card. Uh, head over to the website if you want the client card. It will be out Friday after weigh-ins. Like I always say, bet smart and know your limits. Take care.